Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to Lawn and Away, the show where we find out how Borough players have done on the lo- on lawn. Uh, and in this episode, we'll focus on Hayden Coulson this time at Aberdeen. I'm really delighted to be joined by a uh, guy from the Abs Football Podcast. Abs, how are you doing? It's, be- it's been a minute since we since you last caught up on your podcast. <laughs> yeah, good, mate. Good. It's been a hell of a season. I imagine both for you and for us. It's probably the best <laughs> yeah. way to do it. So, yeah. yeah. Good. Well, to be fair, you, know, you were saying earlier, like, you could finish in, well, you finished third, I suppose third, wasn't it? Yeah, third, yeah. and then obviously with uh, Europe potentially on the horizon, need Salt Lake to win tomorrow for that that group stage um, feeling. But obviously for us, we had heartbreak, but we're not here to talk about heartbreak. We're here to talk about Hayden Coulson, 31 appearances um, at Aberdeen this season. I remember saying to you, like before, uh, I think just as he signed, we had we had a conversation. I was like, he could be anything because he hasn't really played much for Borough this season. He was coming in the last time of his contract. And we had no idea how this was going to go. So how would you assess his time at Aberdeen over, over, the, last, over the season? I th- You know what? I think you're right. I think when we spoke about this, when he signed, he was very much a kind of meh signing yeah. as far as a lot of Aberdeen fans were concerned at the time because it was an injury-prone player coming from the championship, who'd played very little football in the last five years. You know, he'd spent dotting around on various different loans, played very little football. Um, I remember he was at St Mirren um, briefly, and I remember him playing for St Mirren at Pataudry against Aberdeen in a, I think Aberdeen won 4-0, and Coulson was terrible that afternoon. And his name has stuck out in my memory because he was really poor. And um, so, yeah, this kind of signing arrived quite late in the day for us in the window. We I think he signed the week before the, the, the season started. And it was a bit, like I say, it was just a very meh kind of signing. And it harked back <laughs> what a lot of Aberdeen fans would think was a bit of a darker days from a signing policy perspective, where we tended to pick up these loan players out of the Championship or League One in England um, and who came up here and did very little usually. And it was very much at odds with a lot of the other kind of signings we'd made in the summer. We'd kind of really expanded our recruitment team, expanded our horizons when it came to who we were recruiting. So it was a bit of a, I don't know what we're going to get here. Um, but as you say, the one positive that I think a lot of Aberdeen fans took was that he was coming out of contract at Borough at the end of the mm-hmm. season. So you kind of then go, right, well, this is a player then who's either fighting for his future either at Borough or he's looking for maybe a permanent move at Aberdeen or looking to get himself in the shot window. Um, so I think that's how we approached Coulson when he came in. Mm. We definitely needed to strengthen the left 
back, left wing back kind of area. We only really had um, a young lad, Mason Hancock, available to us, um, who had come through the, the Aberdeen Youth Academy. He'd started a lot of games in the League Cup group stages before the, the season properly started, and he'd done okay, but it was clear you couldn't just rely on this kid coming in to, yeah. to beat that position. So, yeah, I think people recognised it was a position we needed to fill and get somebody in, and then obviously Coulson came in. Um and yeah, it's been a bit, and it, uh, we spoke about it. He can be one thing or another. And I think that's probably been mirrored as the season's progressed, to be honest. He kind of came in, started away at Celtic. It was his first game. It was the first game in the league for us. Hard to judge him on that performance. Then we played at home against St. Mirren, and he was injured after 12 minutes. So you then go, <laughs> well, based on his track record, we might never see this guy ever again. Um, yeah, it was a pretty bad one, right? It was probably a pretty bad injury at the time. It was a bad tackle. Um, yeah. As I remember, but he was back in the first. He was back in the first team two weeks later, and then he was pretty much a consistent starter between then and then the World Cup break. Um, mm. Jim Goodwin, who was our manager at the time, consistently played him. Um, after we came back after the World Cup break, our season just started to unravel at a rapid rate of knots. At that point, um, he was still playing Phil Coulson at that point right up until the Darville Scottish Cup game. I don't want to talk about that too much. Um, after the Darville game, we got humped by for six at Hibs. Jim Goodwin got the bullet. Barry Robson came in. Robson's barely played him since then. Uh, we shifted to a back three, went with a back three in the wing backs, tightened up defensively. But since then, we've not really seen Hayden Colson at all. He came in for a couple of games towards the back end of the season. Um, his last game was against Hibs, where he played right wing back because mm. we were right up against it from an injury perspective, and he was awful in that last <laughs> game against Hibs. Um, and yeah, there we go. It's it's what we said, a mixed bag. Yeah, yeah. Were you, were you surprised like with the change of shape that with Colson being a wing back probably? I would argue said better as a as a left wing back rather than a, than a full back. Were you surprised yeah. that By Robson didn't opt to to play Coulson at all? I am a little bit because I think we always used to joke about this with Coulson that I was like, he's tidy enough on the ball and he's pretty skillful. Hmm. So we were always like, he looks like he's a winger who's been converted into a left back or a left wing back. And then when hmm. we when we switched to the back three. I I thought the same as you there that I thought we might get more out of Coulson here as a left wing back because it'd be more of an onus on him to get up the park and I think in that area he's probably better than just as you say as an outright fullback. Um, I think though we were in such a mess when Barry came in. The f- the, f- the first and foremost thing for Barry was to make us much more solid. So it wasn't necessarily around us playing with a back three with having high pressing wing backs mm. it was more around when we we're out of possession going into a back five and being compact and being tight and so he favored the experience of johnny hayes over um over colson and to be fair the results bore out you know we went on a mat we went on an amazing run after barry came in um, and then also got um, made into the kind of permanent manager our defensive record after that was unbelievable i think we went seven or eight games in a row with clean sheets so it's hard at that point to change yeah. the formula um, and like I say, it was only because we had bad injuries towards the back end of the season that Coulson came back in. He came in at Ibrox, I think, and then he came in, like I say, against um, against Hibs at right wing back. And um, yeah, what Lee said about that, the bear. Yeah, we won't say anything about that. It's fine. Uh, we'll keep, we'll just sweep that under the rug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, just just won't mention it. But I think w- would you say then, like with with Coulson, is is probably one of his biggest weaknesses is defensive side of the game, which is 
potential issue for someone who's wanting to play fullback. I mean, we can argue that Ryan Giles, who created so many assists for us this season, isn't always the strongest defender in the world, but you know, his attacking ability kind of masks that. But with mm-hmm. Coulson, what do, you, what do you think is like his weaknesses were from from this season? Uh, defensively, just not up to scratch. Um, yeah. Physically, to play in the Scottish Premier League, I don't think he's he's right for that. Um, mm. I mean, he's got good pace about him, and like I say, he's skillful enough on the ball. I think he's tidy enough on the ball as well. He keeps possession fairly well. I don't know. I just there's just something about him. I just I'm not just, I'm just not convinced by him. why managers wouldn't be convinced by him as well. I don't know what it is. It's hard to put your kind of to kind of put your thumb on. I think as well part of the problem with Colson probably this season has been that from a when we started the season we had Jaden Richardson at right back who we recruited in the summer as well. He came in from uh, Nottingham Forest, but he was very much a project player, right? And he was like this yeah. attacking, brilliant. He, all, all his data will show you that Jaden Richardson's got a, is, is going to be a very talented footballer going forward, right? Defensively, though, he was awful as well. So we had this, we had this horrendous dynamic in our back line for much of the first part of the season where our fullbacks aren't great at defending, so they're easy to get at. And I'm not convinced they're actually contributing a huge amount going the other way as well. I think they look good going forward, but when you actually look at like Coulson's underlying data for the season, I think he had one assist this season mm. in the league. So it's not even as though you're getting, as you say, that attacking benefit out of them. So you're going to go, okay, well, we're maybe not getting much defensive work out of them, but they're contributing at the other end of the park. Richardson didn't have an assist, I don't think, this season, or if he did, it was one. So... The idea about having bombing on attacking fullbacks, it didn't really pay off for us either. And so defensively, we were bad. And going forward, they weren't creating much. So you're not really getting much out of those two at that point. So I think Colson probably suffered a little bit as well from the fact that just the whole defensive line, especially after the World Cup, was just an absolute yeah. shambles. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that, the... yeah, I mean, you were, you were, I went on a terrible run, wasn't it? You went on a terrible run and then obviously managed with the boot and then obviously Robson's came in and just steadied the ship with Steve Agnew as well which again was yeah. probably uh, we were a little bit surprised at like the turnaround that you guys have had with under Robson and Agnew uh, yes purely because of just how uh, you need, to put it into context for the, you know anyone who doesn't watch Aberdeen frequently or follow the results to put it into context you know we came back after the World Cup break and I think we won one game in eight or nine we went from being third in the league by clear by four points down to seventh in the table before you know it and genuinely looking over our shoulders about we might get dragged into a relegation scrap here mm. and then the last week of Jim Goodwin saw us go to Hearts and get beat 5-0 we went to Darville who <laughs> I'm trying to think what the equivalent of Darville is in English football um, I'm trying to think I mean it's junior team in Scotland it's, it, it's yeah. a sixth tier in Scotland but it's part time you know, you'd be down in probably National League North, I would imagine, would be kind of yeah. the, the equivalent. Like a, like a Telford or something daft yeah. like that. Like it was something you've yeah. never really heard of, but it's like a random name that sticks. I get yeah. that, yeah. So it's, it's that sort of level you're talking about. We got beat by them 1-0 in the Scottish Cup. Um, it's probably the biggest shock result in Scottish Cup history, not just Aberdeen's history. It's, it's like genuinely the darkest day in Aberdeen Football Club <laughs> history. And then we followed that up by then going to Hibs the following Saturday and we got beat for six. At Hibs, um, so 11 12 goals conceded out the Scottish Cup to a junior team. We were in a bad, bad, bad way when Jim Goodwin finally was given his jotters. So when Barry came in, 
um, it was clear what was going to have to happen was we were going to have to go back to basics and be hard to beat and kind of build from there. Um, and that's what we did. We we, sh- we shifted to back three. We made a couple of shrewd acquisitions in the January window. We brought in Matty Pollock on loan from Watford, who is an absolute yeah. star in the making. Um, we bought in Angus McDonald, who was previously at Hull, Barnsley. He was released by Swindon, who were what, League Two? Mm. So I think when Angus came in, a lot of us were like, fucking hell, this is like... <laughs> this. And he was brilliant. He was a revelation. Really, really good. Matty Pollock was excellent. The shift in system helped. Um, yeah, and... and as harsh as it maybe sounds, I think maybe taking Hayden out of the team maybe helped us a little bit as well, to be honest. Yeah, so were you surprised then to hear that he's ended up with a new contract at Borough? I was very surprised. Like, uh, and I, I hate being like down on players and I hate, you know, going in two foot on players. And trust me, Hayden Coulson wasn't by any stretch of the imagination the worst player Aberdeen had last season. So I'm not trying to say that he was. But in January, when we were talking about players who at that point we had on loan and would we like to see us making a concerted effort to maybe try and sign Coulson on a pre-contract for example at that point a lot of us were probably sitting on the fence about that at the time because it was like I don't know like he looks okay but could we get better I think we maybe could and then when you saw that Burrow not just gave him an extension like a year's extension like to give him a a two-year extension and then an option of another year it was like okay I don't know maybe Michael Carrick and that are seeing something in this kid that we can't see. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I was surprised that that, that was the, the output of that. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, well, I, I was surprised too. To be honest, I didn't expect that. But Jonathan Woodgate is a huge fan of Coulson. Mm. Uh, when Woodgate was in charge, I'm pretty sure it didn't go very well. Um, he loved Coulson. He played him every week. It was in a wing-back system in the three. Um, obviously, he plays a wing-back as well. And you kind of thought, oh, well, there's something about him but he needs a bit of work. And then it's mm. felt like with the injuries and everything, and like you were saying there, it hasn't really kicked on as much or hasn't went as well that he's, well, it went as well as everyone thought it would it would go. So like my final question then, with everything everything all in from the season, that's, well, not really, no, it's finished, but kind of not finished with Celtic playing tomorrow. Um, yeah. Would you take Hayden Coulson back if you had the chance? I think now for where Aberdeen aspire to be and to go no I don't think so you know we've got now aspirations if, if Celtic win the cup on Saturday then you know we're guaranteed European group stage football um, so we'll be playing in Europe until till Christmas for Aberdeen to aspire to where we want to get to we need to be doing that more regularly now we've we've been perennial um, for the last 10 years we've been perennially getting into European qualifiers and just falling short of getting into the groups um, the club's got aspirations of you know being a top 100 UEFA club if if we want to do that, we need to be qualifying for the group stages of of European competitions every single season. Um, so that's gonna ma- that's gonna put huge pressures on the squad to try and do that because obviously we'll have you know Celtic are playing Inverness Cali tomorrow, and I don't want to put too much of jinx on it, but you know Celtic should win the Scottish Cup tomorrow, and if that happens, that does push us in into those group stages for next season. You know, teams in England, teams with, you know, unlimited budgets, as far as we see it, struggle with the Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday mm-hmm. um, rigors that Europa League or Europa Conference League brings to the table. So Aberdeen, that's just going to be heightened. But we need to maintain our league form as well as, you know, playing in Europe next season to try and get into that position to to, to build on that and go back into the group stages again the following season. So at this moment in time, you know, Hayden Coulson wouldn't be a starter for Aberdeen right now. So mm-hmm. there, therefore, you have to look at it and go, right, well, 
you need to have a big squad to cope with the Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. And your your squad, the backup players have to be good enough to step in and be almost first team equivalent in terms of quality to maintain your, your league form. And right now, I'm not sure if Hayden Coulson would be in that backup position either, which is probably really galling if you're a Butter fan here. You've signed him up for another two years. And I'm now sitting as an Aberdeen <laughs> fan saying, I don't even think I would take him as a backup player. Um, but I think for where we're trying to aim to get to, I think we can do better. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. And to be fair, that's the kind of the purpose of these shows to see how players have been progressing. Yeah. And also, would you take them back or not? But Gary, thank you very much uh, for joining me. Where can any where can anyone find you, follow you, um, if they want to learn more about Aberdeen? If any Middlesbrough fan out there wants to listen to our nonsense, you're more than welcome to. If you like, if you like pro wrestling interspersed <laughs> with your football, then this is the podcast for you. Um, ABZ podcast on at ABZ podcast on Twitter for all of our nonsense on there, and then yeah, the show ABZ football podcast is on all of your usual podcast haunts, including Spotify. So there we go. Great. Well, thank you very much uh, for joining me. So a questionable time for loan and away for Hayden Coulson, uh, but this has been all of your Hayden Coulson chatter in a pod. It's loan and away. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.